You know what the absolute worst feeling is? Being bloated after you eat a really good meal. I had two delicious sandwiches today from this great cafe in Glendale called um, Proof Cafe. It's so delicious. They make these really thin, long salami sandwiches, which sort of um, uh, mimic the kind of sandwiches you get when you're in France, uh, in Paris, you know, from like Paul's or whatnot. True, you know, travelers know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I go to this place at least once or twice a week because the sandwiches are so delicious. Anyways, there's a little bit of cheese in it, um, manchego cheese, and I'm not supposed to eat cheese because I'm very lactose intolerant. Anyways, I had two sandwiches today, and I'm feeling really bloated, and usually I'm actually really okay with the sandwiches because it, 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 I accompany the sandwiches with the delicious coffee, but I'm trying to lay off coffee for, you know, a week just to see how, if I can get, like, normal bowel movements. TMI, I know, but I'm just, you know, less, the less coffee, the better. Um, and actually, and like when I have coffee, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm all, I, I, as you can tell, I'm like already on steroids or something. I'm really not on steroids, but you know what I'm, I, the metaphor is like from having so much energy naturally. It's like I, I channel energy from the earth. I'm like Captain Marvel. Um, where was I going with this story? Oh yes. Lack of coffee. No coffee for me. Um, anyways, and then I got really bloated after the sandwiches yesterday. Sorry. It's, Today's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, bringing you all things pop culture. It's kind of a slow start to the week. I had literally the busiest Monday ever. I was gone from 11 a.m. to, like, uh, literally 11 p.m., 12 hours straight. I went home once to go pee and put my, um, my towel in the dryer. Um... But aside from that, it was a super productive money, which I'm really grateful for. And I got to see my pop, which I love to do. Um, and yeah, I went to, as I've, as I've been telling you guys, I've been going to the Lake Hollywood or a, AKA the Hollywood Reservoir um, for about a two hour walk, which is probably four miles. Um, it's this pl- great place in LA you can go to. And I listened to the audiobook of Harry Potter. Like, and well, right now it's Harry Potter and the um, Order of the Phoenix on tape. And I'm literally living for it because I'm going to read, I'm going to listen to each book and then watch each film after. But the books are just so rich in detail and imagination and whatnot. It's it's like a treat for the mind. So I highly recommend it if you haven't read the Potter books in quite some time, which I haven't. So I'm living for it, honey. I know I'm 31 years old and I'm listening to Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell to the judge! But aside from that, um, I hope everybody's having a great start of the week. A great start to the week. I have five fabulous stories for you guys today. Two of which, the first two stories sort of accompany one another. So technically it's four, but really it's five. Um, if you're counting spe- specific um, articles that I'm drawing the information from. Um, but aside from that, do I have anything else to update you guys on? No, I don't think so. I'm um, like literally living for this cold weather here in LA, which is just simply divine. Because honestly, like I, I'm not one to stand like blistering heat, which it is in the summer, which is like literally 150 degrees, which honey, I don't love. And also, um, I like, yeah, I just love the cool air. I should probably take a Tums. I don't know why. Probably Tums will help. I love Tums. I don't know. Like whoever invented Tums is literally a genius. And like, I bow down to you. I mean, that's just like an innovative creation right there. I wish my mind worked like that, but unfortunately it doesn't. But you know what it does work to do? Tell you guys pop culture stories because that is what I live for. And that is my like kryptonite. No, that's not right. That is my like, uh, amazingness oh actually before i get into this um this isn't this isn't actually a story but they started filming enchanted 2 in ireland which is going to be a disney plus um which is fabulous so you guys know the first enchanted came out in 2007 with amy adams patrick dempsey dina menzel susan sarandon james marson fabulous movie that's how she knows she loves me I love it. I love Andalasian. I can't wait to go back 15 years later. It's going to be fabulous. It's streaming on Disney Plus, the first one, I do believe. Um, it's an iconic movie, and I love it with great music. And Amy Adams is just such a wonderful actress, and she seems like such a nice gal. I've seen her in so many interviews, and she just radiates goodness. So, so happy that they're bringing her back. And I think we're in, the, we're in a time in the world where we need Giselle. Like, Giselle really is it. Um, so, yeah. 
But anyways, let's get into our um, our stories of the day because there's some really good ones and I have lot, lots to talk about with regards to them. And our first story has to do with obviously the breaking news that came out yesterday, Monday, which is our girl, Ariana Grande. This is... I was going to try and sing, sing Break Free, but actually I don't know the lyrics to that. Um, well, memorize it. But anyways, E! News. Ariana Grande marries Dalton Gomez in private wedding ceremony. Woo woo! Um, love to see our queen getting married. Ariana Grande is officially a missus. A rep for the pop star tells E! News she married real estate broker Dalton Gomez in a private wedding ceremony held at her Montecito, California home this past weekend. An insider describes the gathering as, quote, tiny and intimate, adding there was a lot of love and everyone is really happy. A separate source tells E! News that Ariana 27 and Dalton 25, yeah, Young love! That's from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire now. Um, crafted a guest list comprised of close family and friends as the insider shares. It was a really, it was a beautiful day and very romantic. Everyone is really happy for them. It was perfect and just what Ari wanted. Ari's walk down the aisle comes five months after Dalton popped the question with a dazzling diamond and pearl ring. And then we leading up to the couple's surprise nuptials, a close source to the Seven Rings songstress told E! News exclusively they weren't planning a quote huge extravagant event. Instead, the insider explained that Ariana and Dalton were focused on, quote, figuring what their options are for an intimate ceremony. Love it! The singer and her beau have offered few details about their love story, with one source previously explaining that Ariana is intentionally, quote, very respectful, and she tries not to share about a lot, tries not to share a lot about their relationship. However, the insider said, who is damn insider? So they really are the fake? I don't even know. However, the insider said Dalton understands that public interest in their relationship comes with the territory when you are dating a celeb. Um... Okay, this is so wonderful. I love that Ariana Grande is getting married. Uh, speaking of Ariana Grande, I can't actually give exacting details, but... Oh, I don't think I should. Okay, you know what? No, mm, never mind. Uh, I was going to say, somebody that is very close to Ariana Grande was at that wedding and spoke to a friend of mine the other day. But I'm not going to give any other details other than that. Also, what I, what I told you guys last week um, about... I had something, uh, something brewing that I wanted to tell you guys only if it actually happened. And it sort of happened via a different medium. But I, I met... Because you guys know, I've talked about this many a time. And I'm going to get back to the Ariana stuff. I've met... Gossip Girl is my favorite show in the whole world. Like, I, I literally watch it every week. I can't get enough of it. When it when it was announced it was leaving Netflix, I was literally weeping my eyes, weeping my eyes out. But then, of course, naturally, HBO Max picked it up because it's a Warner Brothers streaming service. And Warner Brothers obviously owns Gossip Girl. So, I have now met, I think... I had met previous to, previ- previously to this person five cast members from Gossip Girl. And I met the sex. And I met actually one of the leads. Well, not met like in person, but it was virtual. Um, one of the five leads. Like leads, leads. But previous... And I, I'm not going to say which one because it's going to give too much away. But previous to this individual, I'm, I've met Susanna Z- Zorkowski, who played Dorota. She was so fabulous. I went to a movie screening a couple years ago that she was in. I met um, uh, Stella Maeve, who was... Oh, you guys might know from the uh, sci-fi show The Magicians... She was in an episode of Gossip Girl, two episodes. I've met Laura Lee, who you guys might know that name from Vanderpump Rules. She was in an episode. She was having a little fling with Jax, but she was in season two of Gossip Girl. Um, I met Chris Riggi, who played Rufus and Lily's love child. And I also, there's one more that I've met too, and I can't think of it at the top of my head. I have a list on my phone. But anyways, I met one of the five leads, you know, which is really epic. And this person was so cool. I God, it was so great. Okay, back to Ariana and Dalton. I love it. I mean, I, I know, obviously, Ariana had has had a, a, a very rich uh, dating history, obviously. Prior to this man, it was Pete, Pete um, the SNL guy, Pete. 
I want to say Pete Ferriman, but that's a Gossip Girl reference, and if you know, you know. But P- the guy from SNL, Pete... The guy who's dating the girl from Bridgerton. I don't even know what his last name is, I forget it. But then pre- previously to him, she dated the um, uh, late Mac Miller, who passed away, which is obviously a very tragic, tragic story. But I'm really happy that she's... um. She's a newlywed. She's a wife. She's a queen. I don't think this time. I mean, I I know I made a joke. Young love. Uh, But she obviously, being who she is, she's been working since she was a kid. uh, Actress. She was on Broadway, 13 on Broadway. And then she was on the Nickelodeon show, Sam and Cat. Um, And now, I think another Nickelodeon show as well. Now she's, uh, you know, obviously global icon, musician star, musical star. So, thrilling news. Um, But that brings us to our second story of the day, also from E! News. Um... Uh, all the details on Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez's emotional wedding. Seven rings wasn't enough for Ariana Grande. This past weekend, the singer married her fiancé of five months. Uh, but as Ari once sang, quote, everyone got, ev- got everyone watching us, so baby, let's keep it a secret. True to her lyrics, she kept the ceremony confidential from much of the world, inviting just close family and friends, as I reiterated Ariana in 27. Okay, I, this article might be like a little bit redundant, but I'm just trying to go through and see if there's any new details in here. Um... Let's see here. So the newlyweds decided to host a ceremony in the backyard of Ari's Montecito home, surrounded by hundreds of white florals. Yes, Oprah Winfrey and Meghan Markle famously live nearby. Oh my God, can you imagine Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey and Prince Harry were at Ariana Grande's wedding? Like, literally fabulous! I'm the iconic. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were there. because Even Ellen, too. I think Ellen might have a place in Montecito, but she might have just sold it, but I don't know. Um, quote, it was beautiful, but not over the top, reveals the source. Ari wanted it to be simplistic and tasteful. All they cared about was having family there and to be able to enjoy the special moment together. Ariana and Dalton's families were both in attendance for their nuptials, along with a few of their friends from both sides. Each of their family members made a, quote, special toast to the couple. During dinner, the source adds, noting that, quote, it was an emotional day all around for the private pair. As a separate source explained to E! News last month, the Thank You Next vocalist has been conscious about being very respectful to her new husband, to her new, excuse me, to her now husband and tries not to share a lot about their relationship, but things certainly seem very hot and heavy between them, with the second insider saying, quote, Dalton treats Ariana like a queen, and they have a lot of fun together. Of course, she is a queen. As for fans of Ariana's music, the wedding appears to be happily ever after she's been singing all about. Um, yeah, I mean, this article didn't really, uh, that was a bit of a disappointing, but that's okay, that happens. Um... He seems to, like, post these second articles that are, like, literally just, like, clickbait. But that's okay. Um, love it. I, I, I'm sure it was beautiful. This is really interesting because, like, I talked about this uh, maybe last year. Oh, yeah, November, October, November of last year, 2020. No. October or November of 2019, um, Jennifer Lawrence got married to her husband in Rhode Island. It was notoriously private. Like, literally nothing has come out about the wedding. No photos, no stories, anything. Which is, I mean, there's paparazzi photos of, like, a desk. I remember there's that an iconic photo of Emma Stone attending Chris Jenner. Um, Nicole Richie, Mary-Kate, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ashley Olsen was there, looking fabulous. I mean, literally the fact that Jennifer Lawrence is friends with the Olsen twins, like, yes, honey. Um, but, where was I going with this story? Oh, yes, I love that these celebs are able to keep these, uh, these massive life, life moments, uh, private and out of the papers and whatnot. I mean, obviously, this is public news, but it's because a spokesperson from our camp, I guess, release this information, so it, it was pre-approved, but there's no photos or anything, and it's not even helicopter shots, which is amazing, so, um, brava! I mean, it, it, it's living proof that celebrities can, um, have monumental moments in their lives and keep these uh, intimate moments, uh, well, intimate. So, congrats, Ari G! Love you, girl! Okay, 
Uh, third story of the day is from page six. I don't, I'm actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this individual before, but it was, um, I was looking, he was, he was all over my Instagram feed because of the, uh, uh MTV Movie Awards last night, and he was with a new woman. Um, and that's Justin Hartley from This Is Us. This Is Us star Justin Hartley and Sophia Pernas are married! I don't know who this girl is, but if you know the show, um, The Sopranos, which is one of my favorite, she looks just like the woman who Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, had an affair with who worked at the Mercedes dealership. I don't remember the character's name, but this actress... She's not her, and she's... Oh, Annabelle Schia... Annabelle Schia... Schialoria, I think is her name, the actress's name. But this actress, when I saw this beautiful woman on Justin Hartley's arm, I was like, my gosh, it looks just like... It can't be, it can't be, it just... It couldn't be, and it isn't, but... Anyways, um, let's read the story and then we'll play act, as we usually do. This is marriage! That's a silly timeline, uh, title, whatever. Uh, this is us star Justin Hartley and Sophia Pernas are married. People Magazine reported Monday, yesterday, a day after the couple, further speculation about their status by wearing what appear to be wedding bands at the MTV Movie Awards and TV Awards red carpet. Hartley, 44, and his former The Young and the Restless co-star Pernas, 31, were snapped to Malibu atop, uh, at the top of the month with a set of different rings. Um, oh, he's very handsome and she's beautiful. There is no denying that. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at a photo that's in this article. Um, were snapped to Malibu at the top of the month with a set of rings different from the ones they wore on the red carpet Sunday. Justin wore a gold band Sunday while the ring he wore in Malibu was red. Perna Sunday ring looked like a diamond band while her last one had a more simple, largely silver design. Twice divorced Hartley and Pernas were first linked last May, but only took all the important, but took but took the all important step of going Instagram official in a New Year's Eve photo. Um, and Hartley's 2021 had to get worse before it got better. Two weeks after the New Year's New Year's New Year's Eve shot, um, the news broke that he finalized his uh, divorce from Selling Sunset star Chriselle Staus. Staus, who wed Justin in 2017, had claimed last year Hartley broke the news of the divorce paperwork um being filed to her via text message i mean that's terrible and i've heard about that because i think i might have talked about that but anyways she's a beautiful woman justin hartley's a beautiful man i hope you know third time's a charm as i say so twice divorced i hope that this is um this one works out for him um and marriage is tough yeah of course it's a i i mean i can't even imagine i don't know but all my friends are happily married i think are they i don't know anyways congratulations um I just thought I'd report that. Okay, fourth story today, also from page six. Somebody who I'm, like, literally obsessed with, and this divorce is, like, the divorce of the century. It's, like, the biggest news ever. Melinda Gates could be angling to change kids' $10 million inheritance and split. Now, I remember hearing about this back in middle school, that Bill Gates was leaving his kids each, famously reported, uh, $10 bucks each, which I know people are, like, flabbergasted by because he's worth hundreds, like, $100-plus billion. So it's like, why don't you just leave your kids a billion dollars? But he probably... I have my thoughts about that. I mean, back then, I was, everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's so little. How cruel is it? But now in retrospect, it's like $10 million is like a lot of money when like literally, I don't, I like need that. Um, but I guess Melinda's like shaking it up. Um, let's see here. Maybe those, okay. Divorce experts say there's a clue in Melinda Gates' blockbuster divorce filing that she's angling to change her three children's inheritance. After her strange husband, Bill Gates, has repeatedly said he's leaving them a mere 10 mil apiece. Melinda has taken the highly unusual step, according to experts, of naming the top trust and estate lawyers as her representatives in her divorce filing, along with customary matrimonial legal angles, legal eagles. High-profile divorce, divorce attorneys, Harriet Newman, hold on one sec, sorry, I had a swallow. High-profile divorce attorneys, Harriet Newman, Cohen, and Martha Cohen-Stein, who, fabulous, um, I don't know who they are, but they sound fabulous, point out that Melinda has, quote, well-known trust and estate lawyers involved in the case, and that 
it's, quote, most unusual for trust and estate lawyers' names to be listed on a divorce filing. Uh, the move, the duo told Page Six in an, in an interview, signals Belinda has potential plans for her family that diverge from bills. The duo is not involved in the Gates divorce, but their clients have collectively included Governor Andrew Cuomo and the ex-wives of Harvey and Bob Weinstein, NBA star Paul George, Lawrence Fishburne, Howard Stern's ex-wife Allison, and um, the former wife of Louis C.K., um, Bill Gates has said his kids will get a minuscule portion of his vast wealth worth 130 bill. The Microsoft mogul plans to leave just 10 mil each to each of his kids, Jennifer 25, Roy 21, and Phoebe 18. During a past Reddit talk, the billionaire stated, quote, I definitely think leaving kids a massive, I definitely think leaving kids massive amounts of money is not a favor to them. And some people disagree with this, but Melinda and I feel good about it. Um, to Newman Cohen, Bill Gates proudly announced to the world he was leaving 10 million to each of his three children. And that the rest of the billions will be left to charity now that Melinda has control. Maybe she wanted to leave them more than 10 mil each. Maybe she didn't agree with that. And the rest of the article sort of goes on to illustrate that. Okay, I have many thoughts about this. Yes, I totally understand what he's saying. I mean, obviously, it's you, you make yourself a target. But, I mean, Bill Gates already made his children a target by verbalizing what he's leaving them. Like, he could have not said what he's leaving them. And then it, literally nobody would be even talking about it. People will just assume, oh, Bill Gates' wealth. Obviously, the kids are going to inherit it. But it's like, by actually putting a number on it... It's like, it opens all type of conversation for, like, you know, bad things. And, I mean, $10 million is a ton of money, and people are still going to be like, what the hell? That's a lot of money. So, I, I mean, I'm sure when I thought about this, um, I sort of, like, you know, just, like, fantasize. Like, what would I do with $10 million? A lot of things. You can, you can live a whole life with it. I'm sure his kids, they look like they're all really good kids, first and foremost. I've seen photos, and they look like they're totally prim and proper, which is fabulous. I think it's one of his daughters, when Bill Gates was on Ellen, he brought one of his daughters with him. And she was, like, literally making me laugh in the audience. She was, like, shading her dad. Um, he probably has, like, other, they're gonna get assets, like, houses, and they probably have a ton of stock in Microsoft, and I'm sure there's other ways that they're gonna be fine. So, but maybe he's, he, maybe he said, I'm only leaving him $10 million in cash, but the rest of their money is gonna be in bonds and stocks and whatever. And that's, you know, how a lot of people do it. So, technically, he might not have been lying. Like, maybe he's gonna leave them billions, but I don't even know how it's gonna work out. But, hey, good to Melinda if she does, in fact... If the story actually is true and she wants to leave her kids a little couple more dollars, because, like, hey, maybe the girls want to buy Birkin bags and whatnot. And hey, I support that. Anyone who supports, like, I don't know. I just, I live for it. And the more details that come out about Bill and Melinda's divorce, I'm like literally loving for it because, first of all, it's keeping me in business. Second of all, I'm literally so fascinated by Bill and Melinda. And third of all, I'm like obsessed. I hope I get to mute them and, like, I would love to interview Bill. Like, have a sit down, Bill. Let's talk about pop culture. And, like, I want to know what Bill watches, if he watches Gossip Girl, Game of Thrones, WandaVision. Like, what does he watch? Um, Because I know he's just not at home, like, typing away all day because he's, like, you know, an old man. Okay, but anyways, congratulations to the kids for being billionaires. Okay, um, now I have, let's see here, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, let's, we're gonna do our fifth story of the day. Um, okay, this is a bit of controversial, this is a bit of a controversial story, but I'm gonna read it anyways, because I've talked about him a few times on this podcast. This is, of course, the one and only Joe Rogan, podcaster extraordinaire. This is from some website called The Blaze. Joe Rogan says, kowtowing to, quote, woke progressives will result in straight white men losing their right to speak. Okay, I'm going to repeat that title one more time. Joe Rogan says, kowtowing to, quote, woke progressives will result in straight white men losing their right to speak. Um, okay. Well, podcast host Joe Rogan says that straight white men will soon lose their rights to speak it at all if they battle progressives. During a recent discussion with comedian Joe List, Rogan said that cancel culture is too rampant to enter any sort of edgy territory when it comes to comedy. You never... You can never be woke enough, Rogan said. That's the problem. It keeps going further and further down the line. If if you get to the point where you disagree to all these demands, it will eventually get to a point where straight white men are not allowed to talk. The popular podcaster addressed that suppression, excuse me, 
of free thought, an expression will become so ingrained in the American psyche that it will be second nature to do as they are told rather than question or speak out against the new norm. They'll say it's your privilege to express yourself when other people of color have been silenced throughout history, Rogan reasoned. You're not allowed to go outside because so many people were in prison for so many years. I mean, I'm not joking, the Rogan, the, the Joe Rogan Experience host added. It will really get there. It's that crazy. Rogan also pointed out that far too many people are, quote, taking advantage of this weirdness in popular culture. Um, then he continues to say, I'm um, sorry if you hear a vibrating sound, there's movement. Um, we just got to be nice to each other, man, he added. Uh, he said, there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of this weirdness in our culture, and that then that becomes their ending. Their thing is calling people out for their privilege, calling people out for their position. You know, it's so effing crazy at times, Rogan concluded. Okay, I have many, many, many thoughts about this. First and foremost, um, white men, straight white men should stop talking. Um, but I, like, I, I've said this many times in this podcast, since the world has changed, everything we've gone through with COVID and Donald Trump, I would love to know what Joan Rivers would have thought about this because Joan Rivers was a, she definitely pushed a lie. She, I would have loved her take on cancel culture because obviously Joan is the type of person that if she were, like, she she said everything about everyone and everything about fat people, skinny people, Indian people, white people, Jewish people. She was also very self-deprecating. So she would always make fun of herself even though she was making fun of other people. That to me is what a comedian does. But there's a very, there's a very fine line between a straight white male and uh, being woke and like not progressive because Joe Rogan I believe is very conservative I believe that might not be true but that's like sort of the the vibe I get but for so long our country has sort of abided by these rules that like the straight white man is in the position of power but now that the world is a very diverse place and all types of different people uh straight white gay Asian Indian Hispanic non-binary queens kings any type of human being we're all equals and we all have the right to have a voice and, you know, make uh, make our, our beliefs and whatnot heard. So I I don't think the straight white man is going to be suppressed. I don't think that's the right way to think about it. I think about it like we just all have to be open to having a conversation with one another and everybody is allowed to have a voice. And if you're, if you're, rather than say something offensive, like for example, if somebody doesn't know anything about, first, uh, and I thought a lot about this actually, if, if you don't know that much about, um, for example, an individual who identifies as another gender, even though they're born as one gender, rather than making an, a potentially offensive statement about it, just don't say anything about it at all. Learn about it, ask somebody about it who does, is knowledgeable, and then have a conversation about it. But don't just, like, put out a statement when you have known nothing about the conversation. That's what I believe. And that's, I think if we all can sort of have the mentality of um, listen and learn, we'll be okay. And just don't insult people because there's, there's no, that's not necessary, you know? Life is... Way too precious, and life's hard enough for everybody, so I said what I said. Okay, and this brings us to our final story of the day. Um, that's actually a really interesting article, though. Well, I don't know. I don't even know. Okay, this brings us to our sixth and final story of the day. This is from E! News. Very sad. Joe Jonas. I'm sorry. Nick Jonas. I was thinking about Joe because I love Sophie. Nick Jonas breaks his silence after suffering injuries in a bike accident. Oh my goodness. Nick Jonas sustained multiple injuries from a bike accident and has now returned to work, he revealed, while filming The Voice on Monday, May 17th. On the set of the NBC... Um, excuse me, on the set of the live NBC scene competition, Nick shared that he cracked his rib after taking a spill on a bike. He suffered a few other bumps and bruises as well. Um, at the start of the new episode, the voice of The Voice, host Carson Daly turned to the Jonas Brothers star to address recent reports about his accident. Quote, before we get started, uh, let's just turn to our friend Nick. Jonas, how are you feeling today, buddy? Nick responded, I'm feeling okay. I've been better. I'm just doing all right before I explain the extent of his injuries. I just want to go ahead and say that in case I'm not as physically enthusiastic as I usually am, but Blake, please don't make me laugh as much because it kind of hurts to laugh, the coach noted. Um, I mean, hey, Nick Jonas, it looks fine. Um, well, it's, of course, it's scary they got into an accident, um, but I hope he's, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's at work. And I think he's a fabulous pick to be a judge on 
the voice because he is a Broadway actor. He is a fantastic singing voice. And um, he's cute as hell. So I love to see it, but I'm glad he's okay because obviously that can be very scary. And when I think of bike accidents, I think of Simon Cowell. And actually, little known fact, uh, factoid about me is when I was three years old, I myself was in a biking accident. I fell off a moped and my leg got stuck on the wheel and I broke my leg, my right leg. Um, and yeah, I said what I said and that was, I have no memory of it. I just remember I was in a wheelchair for quite some time and I have a little scar on my uh, ankle, which is like, scars are great. Scars tell stories. Um, so yeah, I myself am not a big biker person. I like the kind of bikes that don't have engines, like the kind that like you ride normally and they're like really fun. Um, like leisurely bikes. You know, just the ones that go on a little cruise, see the sunset, or, you know, go through a little neighborhood. But I'm never going to go on a motorcycle because, honey, uh-uh. Um, but, you know, that's just me. So, yeah, that's our uh, that's our Tuesday episode, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I, um, I, what was I going to say? I feel like there was, there was a really important thing I had to say. Oh, yeah. Um, Nick Jonas, Broadway. Oh, I can't wait to go see Broadway shows because I know, this isn't the story or anything, but I know that a bunch of the shows are opening back up in September. So I'm going to get myself to New York and go see some shows. And obviously, I'm going to tell you guys which ones I see. I really want to see Wigan again. I want to see Hamilton. I want to see everything because I love shows and I love musical theater so much. Fills my heart and soul. There was also a video on TikTok of Patty LuPone, icon Broadway, icon queen. And she looked like Miranda Priestly because she had like uh, platinum blonde hair and looked fabulous, honey. She was talking about, you know, having audiences back in the theater and everybody has to go support the arts. So everybody do support the arts because the arts are literally what feeds us life, honey, what feeds us our souls and happiness. So, yeah. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a fabulous Tuesday. You can stream my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iTunes, the podcast up on the iPhone, basically anywhere where iTunes, anywhere where podcasts stream. Um, and aside from that, that's all I got. So I'll see you guys. Well, you'll hear me. Uh, I'll chat with you guys uh, tomorrow, hump day, Wednesday. Bye!